0: There is so much um, early evidence and how much do we put, so much stock do we put into what we're hearing from South Africa and from the UK and, you know, we're seeing different governments in different parts of Canada react in different ways. It's really, really, it feels like the ground is shifting under our feet almost minute by minute, moment by moment. Um, It's really, really up in the air as we sort of watch and wait to see what happens. So let's get the latest on the one thing we do know about everybody keeps talking about is vaccination. We're going to talk with um, Dr. Nazim Mahajarin, who's an epidemiologist and a professor at the University of Saskatchewan. Doctor, thank you for your time today. I appreciate you joining us.
1: Oh, thank you. Uh, um, Great to be with you, Shay.
0: It it really is a tough time to try and navigate exactly what's Hmm. going on because literally it changes you know, if not day by day, hour by hour, Doc. So when we talk about vaccination, that seems to be the one thing, doesn't matter where you are in the world, that's what all the governments agree on. The one message is go out and get vaccinated. If you're eligible for a booster, go out and get boosted. That is the one continuous message, right?
1: That's exactly right. Uh, Shay. Exactly. I think vaccine is going to be our our main um uh, you know tool that we have in our toolbox um that and that toolbox is changing yeah. changing by the way the, the stuff that we have in there but anyway just to just to say then vaccines are going to be uh the one primary way that we are going to uh you know come out of this and come out of, uh, come out to a state where we can uh learn to live with uh you know COVID 19 mm-hmm. going forward
0: the question I have is we're seeing uh Omicron spread so quickly, so yeah. quickly. Um these vaccines, if you went out and got vaccinated today or boosted today, my understanding yeah. is you still need 2 weeks. That may not be enough time.
1: Yeah, that's right. So I got my uh booster dose uh, last Friday and we are here sitting on on Wednesday. Yeah. Um you know, I didn't um I I I haven't gone to any place uh where I am Interacting with a lot of people, in fact, any people, <laughs> uh, since last Friday. Um, you know, and and I, I am working from home and so on. But the point is, uh, I think uh, it takes about 10 days, 10 days to 14 days, in, you know, to for that uh, immune system to get primed, boosted up to uh, where it needs to be, you know, to fight off Omicron uh, better. And uh, and that is uh, during this time, I think the advice would be that I will give is to really minimize your interaction action with people who you don't live with. Uh and and I think um you know uh if you haven't got a booster dose, you know, don't wait uh for uh for January. You know, don't wait until after Christmas, New Year. Uh you are eligible now in Alberta since since yesterday. Yep. if you're eighteen and eighteen and above uh you know get get that appointment. It might be a bit challenging because there's a whole bunch of people sure. you know who who wants to get that appointment and get that uh you know shot in in, in the arms you know but uh, do try and get you know, get that appointment and get that dose right away.
0: A lot of people out there who have been opposed to the vaccine or anti vaccine or skeptical, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, are um, sort of taking a victory lap right now, Doc, and I'm sure you've seen this. Um, let's just take a look at Canada, for example. End of last week, we had 5,000 cases of Omicron per day. Today, it was reported 11,300. So immediately, yeah. these people jump up and down and say, see, I told you, vaccine doesn't work. Vaccine doesn't work. What's your response? You know, Shay,
1: uh, if actually, if we didn't have vaccines, uh, that 11,000 might actually be about four or five fold, (laughs) right? You know, uh, I mean, another way to say that is really, um, you know, um, I may get on ice rink every once in a while on the weekend and, and, you know, take some shots, you know, uh, but I'm not Sidney Crosby, sure, you know? Uh, so I think the point is that, that, you know, vaccines, you know is never uh, was guaranteed to to actually cut off uh, uh infection uh but it is highly highly effective it's still about you know 90 92 93% uh against mortality covid-19 yeah. mortality hospitalization and so on and and also you know getting boosted and getting getting vaccines also reduces your you, your ability to transmit uh, the virus forward to others. So, you know, it is not a, it's not foolproof and nobody said that it was going to be foolproof, but you know, uh, it is, it is very, very good. I mean, excellent in terms of actually, uh, keeping you alive. Yep. Uh, if you were to get COVID and, and, and making sure that you don't end up in a hospital for a long, long time long, and also perhaps long COVID as
0: well. Um, Aside from the vaccines, there's some interesting developments, even just this morning, uh, on this situation. And uh, you hinted at one earlier when we talk about new treatment options. Uh, it was announced this morning that the FDA has approved Pfizer's take-home medication, just like you would get for anything else, an antibiotic, whatever the case may be, uh, something that you can get a script for and you don't go into the hospital. How important are these sort of take-home treatments to getting a handle on COVID-19?
1: so you know going back to that toolbox uh, metaphor you know i think this is going to be a, another uh, another tool that we'll have going forward i mean uh, the whole therapeutics you know what we can uh, what we take as a uh, as a prevention option uh, and early treatment option uh, is is rapidly change, developing. And I think, uh, uh, she, you know, in, in the months co- coming, f- months forward, we will have these uh, treatments uh, available to us. Um, you know, I think that, you know, we, uh, these are still quickly developing. I think uh, there's only a couple of uh, treatment uh, options approved in, in Canada. So, you know, this is still, you know, uh, something that we could look forward to in the coming weeks and
0: months. Um, The data out of South Africa that we're seeing today, and I know we don't want to get carried away and we don't want to get too, you know, excited by this. But what we're hearing from the health experts in South Africa is, hey, it looks like our wave is ending, if not over, and really not a lot of people got sick. How much stock can we put in that?
1: Yeah, no. South Africa is is not only a different country; it really uh, presents a different picture. Uh, we are a much older population uh, than South Africa. Um, you know, so, seven to eight out of ten people uh, are vaccinated in in uh, in, in Canada versus, uh, and it is much much less about. Twenty-six percent in South Africa, Uh, but you know, South Africa in South Africa, the Delta wave, you know, uh, hit quite hard, uh, and and maybe many more people might have been infected, you know, but but not uh, not know it, Uh, you know. So I think uh, we really cannot compare our population to that of uh, uh, South Africa. But that being said, I think the the important thing is to uh, to know that the the more cases there are, uh, the the more consequences, you know, there will be. Just even actually not being able to work, <laughs> because you have to isolate. Sure. If, you're, if you're positive, you know, you, you have to isolate, you have to take yourself out yep. of uh, your work situation. And, and there's going to be disruptions, and And we seem to not not be talking about that. If you are actually a healthcare worker, if you get, uh, COVID, uh, Omicron COVID, uh, you know, you have to stay home and, and, and get better before you can actually get back and, and see patients, you know, and take care of patients. And that's a huge, uh, you know, kind of a huge disruption into our healthcare system. Not only actually patients showing up at the doorstep, but actually people who's giving care. If they, if they get sick, you know, we cannot actually just, you know, uh, pull one up, someone up from the minor leagues to <laughs> to replace that mm-hmm. doctor, you know, who is, you know, who is taking care of patients in the front line. So there are disruptions like these that, that also need to be taken into account. It's not just only about, um, you know, cases. It is also about the consequence of, you know, being a case in terms of work, in terms of quality of life, long COVID, uh, you know, like let alone, um, you know, hospitalizations and and deaths and so on.
0: Uh, Doctor, I appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much for joining us. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you too. That's yeah. Dr. Nazim Mahajarin, an epidemiologist and a professor at the University of Saskatchewan.